Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Rachel, why'd you try to get me to come on your show? It wasn't my request. It was Billy Bush wanted you on the show. He was he was so eager to have you on the show. Why? Because, you know, Kanye West, everybody was talking about it. Everybody's still talking about it. We were talking about it on Extra. Your video was circulating circa 2000. What was it? 18? 18. 18. Yeah. Circa 2018. He was like, that's your podcast co-host. We need him on the show to talk about it. I want to know his opinion. I said, well, listen, he gave a beautiful opinion on higher learning. He goes, has the episode dropped? He goes, yeah. And so then he went to listen to the episode. And then I was like, oh, well, he's not able to do it. He's not able to come. Let me tell you something about Billy Bush. Respect and shout out to Billy Bush. If I ever talk to Billy Bush, I have some things I want to ask him. He'll say, come on. He'll say, ask me. Really? Yes, he's like that. He will 100% say, ask me. I respect that about Billy. A lot of people are yeah, no, from the smoke. He does, he not gonna not Billy Bush. Do you know why? Because he had ancestors that were on the Mayflower. <laughs> All of you Bushes. You guys got that confidence. Shout out to Billy Bush. Uh, if I could have made it, I would have made it. But I, I, I told him, I said, you should, because he was asking me my thoughts. And then he was like, well, let's talk about it if Van can't. And he's trying to get um, Dr. Cornell West to come on as well. He's had him come on the show before. And so you know, he loves to drop that he knows him. And he said, uh, I was explaining, you know, Kanye West and his, um, the progression, you know, like where he was. What he meant for, to black people then to now. And I said, why don't you call your cousin and ask him if he has a comment? And he goes, oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be great if George, if my cousin George W. Bush tweeted Kanye West doesn't care about black people? Uh, <laughs> and I said, Billy, I don't know about that. that. <laughs> It'd be funny. Billy's that funny. He that, really is funny, yeah. though. That would be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> if George Bush had that type of. I'm not going to lie. If I got to choose between George Bush and Ye, though, it's Ye. Still, <laughs> fuck George Bush. <laughs> um, What you been up to this week, Rick? I heard you had Catch Steak last night. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> I got I got eyes, man. <laughs> I didn't mean, think about that for a second. I said, I didn't tell you that. You what, what, People don't understand. I, I can't make people understand who I was for years and years in this town. I can't make them understand what that means. I got eyes, man. There's no, a- you know gatekeepers. And that's what's that those are the important people to know. I got eyes. I got eyes. If you're at a restaurant. Was TMZ and- outside? TMZ was outside. I'm not telling you who was where. I don't there wasn't no, TMZ. Be- but remember, I have an in I have a I have an inter I think I was sitting next to somebody you know. Who? No? No. Oh, uh, FS1? No. I don't know anything. No. See? See? I can tell you right now. Like, you don't even know. I have an interconnected web. You should come. I went with um, Tracy from No Stacks Podcast. She did a podcast. Yeah, shout out to Tracy. And, um, no, Tracy's great. And um, she she had never been. I love that place. She likes it better than the OG Catch. Well, I mean, isn't it steak? 
The OG it's catches. Sick. I'm gonna be honest with you. Take that out. Donnie, bleep that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna stop saying that. I have to stop no, saying that. No, I like when you say I, I'm gonna be I honest have, with you. I have to stop saying that. Donnie, let it no, run. No, I agree with Rachel. That's that's you. Leave it okay. to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I love the food at the ca- at, at catch. Mm-hmm. The ambiance I could deal without. See, it's the ambiance, it's the attraction. Oh, you, you, I know you bougie. Jesus Christ. You got the flowers. You, you feel, no. you feels magical and you, whimsical when you, you walk guys, in. And I like that. You guys, I'm not trying to diss anybody at Catch. Catch is a fantastic restaurant, fantastic establishment. Shout out to Catch. You go to Catch, you're in there trying to eat. It's flash bulbs everywhere. It's a 65 year old. It's a 65 year old guy sitting at a table with like nine models. It's a ridiculous place. I, I, uh, okay. I, it, it's a ridiculous place. I've never been to Catch Steak. And, but the food at Catch, woo! And it's a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. It's just too sceny for me. Now I know that's how, too, that you like it that. It is too sceny. No, 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 no. Yeah. It, I haven't been to Catch in a while. Actually, people, it's Catch Steak is not as popular. Like really? it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not as popping as Catch. It's easier to get into Catch Steak. So yeah, you're gonna see people taking their pictures or whatever, but it's not as sceny, and I actually really like it. I like an old school restaurant. I like Dan Tanner's. You ever been to Dan Tanner's before? No, it's a it's I, a little room with great food. People all on top of each other. It's no, it's like it's just you never you see all kinds of people in there, but it's not a scene. Nobody cares. It's, it what do you is want? A scene. No, it's not. It Dan is Tanner's. a scene. There's always famous people there. I've you, heard about have you ever, have you been to Dantana's? Because I've heard about it. You if you how are you gonna tell me it's a scene in Dantana's if you've never because been in Dantana's before? I've heard about it. I every I could have described it the exact same way you did because I know it's super scene not sceny with it's tourists. Not it's not sceny with tourists, but it's like not easy to get into. It's not easy to get into, but it's not sceny. Like it's Craig's is sceny. All Craig's is sceny. Catch is sceny. Boa gotta, is sceny. All yeah, of these different restaurants here in LA, these places are sceny. And then there are some places it's like ah, This is exclusive. So Vans tell you about like it's ah, more of an exclusive ah, spot. Frank That's Sinatra why I used been. To, Frank That's Sinatra been. used to sit in this booth. Ha ah, You want a cigar? Ha ah, How you like your fish? Ah look at all that. Ah that's, that's kind of how they got, they got restaurants like like uh, Musso and Frank's, which nobody goes to anymore, but it's been there forever. You go to Musso and Frank's, it's over there on Hollywood Boulevard. I don't even know if it still opens at, since after the pandemic. You go over there and your waiter couldn't care less about you. <laughs> He's worked there since 63. He fed the Rat Pack. And now he's there. Like you might go to Musso and Frank's, and your waiter might pop out a cig, rip a cig right in front of you. What do you want, huh? <laughs> huh? What do you want? Tell me. God damn it! I was here when Ginger Rogers started dancing right there for the huh. So those are the kind of places I like. You know, it's like the like, Derby. You're like, yeah. the Brown Derby. <laughs> the Brown Derby. It used to be Hollywood and Vine. The Brown Derby. It used to be right there, Hollywood and Vine. I never. That was gone before. But there, there are still a couple of places that, like, you go there. And, ah, smokehouse in Burbank. You ever been to the Smokehouse? I've been to the Smokehouse. I've been to the Smokehouse. Yeah. Go to the Smokehouse in Burbank. A hundred percent like that. It's dark. Mm-hmm. You can't really see who's there, who's not. In the daytime, mm-hmm. it's like pitch black inside. Yeah, 
I like, to, but I also like, like I go to Harold and Bell's, you no, know, I don't know that one. that's over in the community. It's got authentic New Orleans foods. Okay. My two cents in the community. I want to shout out some Negroes. I always like to, um, but when you go to these restaurants and I'll go to restaurants too, you know what a great restaurant is though? What? Meat on ocean. Have you ever been there? No, wait. It's, it's on Monica. ocean. Okay, it's, it's on, on ocean. ocean. Or I was Santa like, Monica. it's the title, "Meat on Ocean." Yeah, "Meat on Ocean" is well. That's the title. The title is, is "Meat, meat on, on Ocean." Meat. I don't yeah. like that. Why? Meat. I don't know. The name is throwing me off. I don't want to go. Oh, wait. oh, I'll meet you at Meat on Ocean. I, I, oh wait, is it meat like M E E T? No, it's M E A T. Meat. That's it's what a I was steakhouse. That's yeah, what I was afraid house. of. I don't like that. Why you don't like meat on ocean? <laughs> it's the name sounds gross to me. It, Sorry, it, no it, offense to them. I'm sure it's great food. The name is not appealing. I'll tell you something about meat on ocean. They bring you out this big bun. It's like a roll, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. gonna show you. Hold on, meat on ocean. By the way, nobody's paying for this. We just started talking about restaurants <laughs> because because. Um, Rachel, Rachel, whenever you go someplace, I know where you go. No, okay. okay. Where was I the night before then? Stop. Huh? What? Where was I the night before? Where did I go out to dinner the night before? I gotta be honest with you. You got me. My people didn't. My people didn't. They didn't. All right, didn't I'm going to somewhere me. tonight, and I want to know if you find out. If you text I, me while I'm there, I'm gonna Rachel, get freaked out, and I'm gonna want to go home. Let me tell you I'm something. Go, I don't now, like that. now, I definitely will know. Challenge. Because now, challenge, challenge. challenge. Now, challenge. I'm gonna make a couple of calls. <laughs> hey, if you see Rachel coming here right now, <laughs> you have challenge. no idea. You have no idea how much my. But phone I don't. Is... I don't like that. And there is, and there was paparazzi outside, yeah. and I was like, oh, I was like, that. I was like, they called on somebody to come in here. <laughs> but see, here the pro- the problem with the LA celebrities like yourself is you guys only go to the same six restaurants. So everybody goes, how how hard is it to know? Like, how hard they is it to know? For me. It, you guys, it's catch, catch steak. Like, nobody goes to the Beverly. If you go, there are a couple of restaurants. If you're a celebrity in L.A. and you don't want to get papped, there are a couple of restaurants you can go to and you'll never get papped. Beverly Hilton. If you go to the if you go to the Beverly Hilton, there's nowhere for the paps to stand. You won't get papped. If you go to the Beverly Wilshire, they you cannot pap anybody there because if you go into Cut, which is a fantastic restaurant, which is crawling with celebrities, when you leave there, that's their stuff mm-hmm. inside, and you can't get anybody coming into the place on the sidewalk. So if you go to Cut, you can't get papped. But guess what? If you go to Boa. They're going to pap you. If you go to Craig's, they're going to pap you. If you go to Ketch, they're going to pap you. Craig's is the worst. Craig's is a spot to where you go to get seen. You're going to get papped. Pap it, pap, pap, pap it. <laughs> but can I just say this? I have been to Catch Steaks several times, and this is the first time I had ever seen paparazzi. So they were wait. So they, they, somebody called for them, or they let somebody know who was inside i don't know i wasn't people they told, the they told me there. you were there like hey man long time no see <laughs> rachel's here i was like no what? they didn't i swear i got two different people told me you were up in there but the guy well, i will he, tell you the paparazzi guy was really nice he he looked he came over to take a picture and then he goes hey rachel i'm not gonna i'm not gonna use the picture <laughs> he was, and I that's was actually like, bad that's actually bad like you I'm, want him to use that picture I'm totally fine. Were you dressed care. nice? I was decent, but Rachel, I, I could, you want to be papped. 
I this don't know. I, I don't. I really. I, I wholeheartedly really don't want to be. Those are the roles at Meet on Ocean. <laughs> roles are hidden, Who boy. <laughs> the roles are hidden. I'm gonna have some of the bitches, Dottie. Those you can't so tell good. me. You is can't that tell cheese me. on top, or is that like a no, garlic? No, salt. That's salt. salt. Yeah. How about oh, this? How about this? Me, you, Kalika, Brian, meet on ocean. <laughs> Kalika, come here. Come here. Yeah, like we, the roles. Yeah, yeah but you look. I can't you, believe you circle back. <laughs> Kalika, why are you why are you coming in here like you scared? Like like what? It 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 isn't isn't meat on ocean a good place to eat? Yeah, actually, I like them. Mm -hmm. I like them. She she likes them. She's not enthusiastic. It wasn't. I'm not gonna lie. She wasn't. It wasn't as enthusiastic as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Only the only reason why I hesitate is because remember the last time we went there. That was in the pandemic, though. That didn't. No, no, no. Tell it, Kalika. I mean, but was the food in the pandemic? Get out. (laughs) Thank you. Get out of my office. Thank you. <laughs> Get out of my office. Well, guess what? Like it, the, the meat on ocean date is off. We were all gonna go to meat on ocean. Kalika ruined it. I just we'll needed you to. We'll I, I just need, I needed you. We'll go to catch steak. I just needed you one time Let's to be in my corner. Steak, I, I want to go to catch steak because I haven't been there. But you can't tell me the last time. Nah, it was white the last time. Yeah, the last time but that's because it was in the <laughs> pandemic. Though I'm not gonna lie. I'm not driving all the way to the west side for some whack food. It's not whack. The food is good. The, are the rolls though? The rolls and the the what's the thing? The appetizers. Oh, they got the 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 thick cut bacon. Oh yeah. Oh, you really, really pulling me in. You know I love pork. The you thick really cut, pulling me in. The thick cut bacon is thick cut. I love the thick cut bacon. Okay. I, all right, bye. Like, like I I I I I go to restaurants. Sometimes I wish I could just eat the thick cut bacon. And then that would be it. You like you like the thicker bacon? What's your favorite yeah. appetizer? We've been on food now for literally about thirteen minutes. <laughs> restaurant. It's okay. This is like it's, it's it's us. We're talking. What's your favorite appetizer? I like sushi. So I like a hamachi. Like Catch Steak had this Pacific hamachi crudo. I like the yellowtail okay. with the jalapeno in the ponzu sauce with the soy. I really like that. I love bread. Okay, I'm kind of basic bread. with that. Love does bread, bread count as an appetizer? Does it? it kind of, I guess it does. When yeah. they make you pay for it, it does. Oh, yeah. I've never paid for bread at a restaurant ever. No, I, there I wish is a, a restaurant I wish a nigga would. <laughs> you, like, you, you, like, that makes you pay for the bread, but it's so uh, good. I'm not. No. Fuck it. If, you, if I sit down to your shit and you can't even give a nigga a bread, that used to be the lick back in the day. Go to the Cheesecake Factory, get the bread or the why, Sprite. The brown, get the, the brown or the white. The brown or the white bread. Exactly. Wow. Come on, baby. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I, sometimes I get big eyed and I go too far with the apps. Like I love calamari. I can't say no. Depends how the calamari is made. I like it fried down hard. I like it fried, like really fried. You know. I only like the circles. I don't like when it looks all like this. You know what I mean? I eat those too. Do you know what Rhode Island style calamari is? No. Donnie, do you know? Nope, not at all. I bet you don't. I bet you don't, Donnie. I bet I you for- don't. I bet you don't. I <laughs> bet you. <laughs> um, it's like when they toss the calamari in butter and peppers. Dumb. Dumb Rhode good. Rhode Island. Rhode Island style um, calamari. Well, there's a festival. The, see, this is what I like. 
Now, this is what I like. I like when it has some peppers, look like there was some garnish on top of it. That's that's yeah. that's my my jam. But I like I, I'm a simple, you know, I'm a picky eater, so I like simple apps. Yeah. But I don't like to eat too many apps because then I'm not hungry for the meal. That's true. I mean, you're not. I wrong. had some. I had some tuna tartare last night. That was a really good app. But it's got to be a certain way. It's got to be cubed, not like mashed up, not ground. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, y- y'all niggas elegant. <laughs> I'm not elegant like that. <laughs> You know, hey, Dantana's. Like, you know, Dan, Dantana's is Dantana's. They have literally just like a link of sausage as an appetizer. You go there; it's the best <laughs> link of sausage you ever had. <laughs> Dantana's is a great restaurant, but it's like, well, all right, let's get into the show. Uh, a <laughs> lot of big stories out there. We have to switch the big deal of the day, Rachel. God damn it, we have to a lot switch of big it. stories. A lot, a lot of big, big stories. stories. We're, gonna, we're gonna come back and talk about President Joe Joint. Bye. <laughs> On the other side of this break. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Uh, President Biden has pardoned thousands of people. Fantastic move. Gotta give him his props. Uh, Convicted of marijuana possession Mm. under federal law. President Biden Thursday pardoned all people convicted of marijuana possession under federal law and said his administration would review whether marijuana should still be a Schedule one, 1 drug like heroin and LSD. They also, by the way, should review whether or not LSD should be a Schedule 1 drug because there's no fucking reason that some of these psychedelics that can help people with their mental health are Schedule 1 drugs. Okay? There's no reason. Absolutely zero reason. I digress. Um, uh, here's, here's the president. As I said when I ran for president, No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states. And criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, Black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offense, federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, Marketing and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended mm. because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. Rachel. 
<laughs> Listen, this is great for for Joe Biden, right? This is a big deal because he's come a long way too, right? Let's not forget, we talked about it on this podcast, his tough on crime and drug laws back in the 80s, 90s. 80s and know. the 90s, yeah. Yeah, 80s and the 90s, which is kind of where we are, right? Why we are in a place we are right now with incarceration rates. And then also, he was against descheduling marijuana, I believe. Um and which now he's taking a turn on it because he's it, he didn't say this in that clip, but his administration is saying that he wants to reschedule marijuana to schedule two instead of where it is right now, schedule one. But um, listen, I think that this is a great move. I think it's a it's a timely move. You know, I was reading that a lot of Democrats did weren't aware until if at all or at the last minute that he was even going to do this and make this announcement. I think that him doing it right before the midterms is a big deal because it's also going to put this more on the ballot where people are going to be forced, candidates are going to be forced to address marijuana policy and how they're going to deal with it. I think that this is going to be, I mean, as marijuana is making people billions and billions of dollars in this country, I think it's going to be something that's continued, it's going to be continued to be discussed. Now, it's great that he is doing this on the federal level for possession, but, you know, most people that are incarcerated is for trafficking is more common than it is for possession. And also, this is only at the federal level. So, I mean, it is good because he's taking a lead. He's doing something that he can only, you know, he can do on the federal level and hopefully states will follow suit. But I think the important thing, too, as well, in addition to all the people that are going to be pardoned, it's going to make candidates have to discuss this and have to talk about it and deal with it, which is where it's up to us to put the pressure on these candidates to make sure that they are doing what they need to in redress in addressing marijuana. Absolutely. Well said, Jesus Christ. Well said. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think that this sends the right message that the administration, um, and the political critical mass is heading in the right way, you know, um, mm -hmm. he's not a super progressive, so it's not going to all every, ever be shit i'm not a super progressive I'm a goddamn socialist no i'm just joking um <laughs> he's not a super progressive but so he's not going to ever be with one fell swoop he did he took a step right here um i think it's a positive step i think it's a positive step it, looking at the legacy like you said that he's had in the past i think it's a positive step in uh furthering the conversation about what marijuana and the frivolous uh like and not just frivolous but really vicious and aggressive prosecution over marijuana has done to black and brown communities um mm -hmm. but i think that conversation needs to keep going past election day yep um i, I i'm not going to be I'm not going to be, I'm not going to kick the president in the nuts just to kick him in the nuts. I know that we we hold him to a pretty high standard here on on higher learning. I think this is good. I think every point that you made is well taken, very fair, um, that there's more work to be done. But, you know, my dad used to always say, you look at your room, it's all messed up. You got to pick up one thing. Uh, and I hope that they pick up one thing and I hope that they pick up things quickly because mm -hmm. there are still people right now that are seeing their lives affected uh, by a drug that everyone uses, that everyone uses for fun, uh, that isn't inherently harmful. Um that is uh is medicinal and can help people and just yeah. for too long 
the scare tactics. And, you know, when we say scare taxes, we mean we're talking about particular scare taxes. High black men are going to rape you. Uh, reefer madness and the special racial way that marijuana and marijuana use was uh, was weaponized to scare white folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, into believing that black people were high monsters or it made you crazy or something like that. Like all of those things. This is part of the restorative justice that we're talking about when we're talking about setting things straight. So I think it's a good step. But I meant what I said about <laughs> LSD as well. Uh, I know people who struggle mentally like me. I know people who struggle uh, in all kinds of different ways uh, with with mental illness. And these drugs have been shown to really help people deal. Um and you know safely and with the guidance of science but i don't think that lsd or other hallucinogenic drugs like it psychedelics like it need to be schedule one either i just don't um so yeah there you go but Maybe see we'll- there's that's where the conversation goes because see i don't know enough about it or the positive effects that it can have for people who do you know experience mental health challenges i don't know that and so like that's why you know, somebody like Biden stepping up and leading in this way that he is about um, setting an example about how we should we should be with marijuana in this country. I mean, a step in that direction. I think that's what you need as advocates to talk about it, because so many people just don't know. And when they yeah. don't know, you know, they don't fight for it. They kind of they kind of turn their nose to it because it doesn't really impact them. I'd be curious to know about more about what it does. Yeah. Uh I, you know, to me, and I'm gonna shout out to my people over there at Viola. Shout out to Killer Mike. Shout out to everybody who's discussing this. America has a long way to go in in turning around uh, the criminalization of marijuana and and undoing the harm that they've done. And you know, we're never gonna be completely <laughs> satisfied until the work is done. But I was very enthused to see this. Yeah. Um, and I hope that it gets wide support in the party and I hope the independents are taking notice of the fact that uh, President Biden is willing to kind of ha- use common sense on issues like this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for all of you who are voting <clears throat> Maryland, Missouri Arkansas, North and South Dakota have um, are, will be voting on this recre- recreational marijuana in the midterms so get out Vote. Pay attention. If you don't live in one of those states, tell the people who do live in them. Go out. All right. It's time to get to the bullshit. (laughs) It's actually not bullshit. It's actually not bullshit. It's actually really a fascinating story to me, Rachel. Uh, Are we talking about the same story? Are we talking about our friend in Georgia? Is this fascinating you? Hirsch dog. Oh, oh, you nick, oh, you nicknamed him. You really nah, nah, are man. into this. He not, he not Hershey Walker no more. He Hershey Hershey dog. He the Hershey dog. <laughs> this right. motherfucker is way out there. It, it, okay, so look, you guys, so much has happened in the life of Hershey Walker since our last podcast, and it went down shortly after we were finished recording. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so let's start at the beginning here. We all know that Herschel Walker has been under fire from people who say that his family values only extend as far as his balls. Okay. That what he values is in family is making kids. He likes to nut. Unprotected and make children. 
Let's face it. Talk about having family values. He values babies. Well, maybe not. Because like he, I thought has, you said, "Well, baby, not." <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, a lot of the shit that he talks on the campaign trail has been refuted or has been challenged by women who say that they've had relationships with Herschel Walker, with all kinds of extra children that have popped out from Herschel Walker and the Daily Beast. This was on Monday, I believe, the last time we recorded. Uh, ran a story about a woman who claims that back in 2009, she had an abortion for Herschel Walker. And she provided receipts, actual receipts, and a get well card that he had uh, signed, you know, wrote for her and then signed for her, um, in which he placed $700, which he estimated to be the cost of the abortion. I think actually she told him how much the abortion was gonna be, um, and then he paid it. Before we get into this, I want you guys to hear Herschel Walker's opinion on abortion, what he's been campaigning on. Where do you stand when it comes to abortion? That's something that's a very hot topic. Well, you know, I, I am a Christian and I stand for life. Mm-hmm. I stand for life and, and, and I, don't, I don't make any excuses about it. I stand for life. And people always say, you got any exceptions? And I say, you know, um, you know uh, even the Bible, you know, they don't talk about abortion. Mm-hmm. And in Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, majority of the people, the kids are, born, are black. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, it's hard because anyone that has been a, a victim of crime, you know, my heart goes out to them. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is I want to put money in adopting programs. I want to put money in single fathers, single moms. You know, I want to find solutions. But I, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in life. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so Herschel Walker was dating a woman in 2009. They, they got pregnant. He urged her to get an abortion. The woman said that she had the procedure and that he reimbursed her for it. She supported these claims with a $575 receipt from the abortion clinic and a signed get well card from Herschel Walker. So sweet. And a bank deposit re- <laughs> receipt that included an image of a signed $700 personal check from Herschel Walker. The woman said Walker who wasn't married at the time, should be noted, I told her it would be more convenient to terminate the pregnancy, uh, saying it was not the right time for him to have a child. It was a feeling that she shared, but what she didn't know is that he had an out-of-wedlock child with another woman the exact same year. There has been a development in this story. I'm sure you guys have heard about this. The Herschel Walker has adamantly denied that this story is true. He's never known this woman. Give me the audio, Donnie. Uh, This, according to the Daily Beast, you know this woman, even though her identity is not known. Do you you, have you figured out who it is? Uh, Not at all, and that's what I I hope everyone can see. It's sort of like everyone is anonymous, (laughs) or everyone is leaking, and they want you to confess to something you have no clue about. But it just shows how desperate they are right now. They see me as a big threat. And I know that. And I knew it when I got into this race, but they don't realize that I think they came for the wrong one. Did they? Did they? (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, what have we learned now? Well, she said, I'll I'll take that and I'll call your bluff on it. The woman who provided all those receipts, provided the card, the check, the receipt from the abortion has now said, oh, Not only does Herschel Walker know me, he has 
a child with me, a yeah. child that he has publicly claimed at this point. Because he, because I guess there's some children that he hasn't, but there are children he has. And this child that she has with him, he has already come out and said, this is my child. So she had an abortion by him, but she also had a child with him and had a relationship with him for years. Okay, so this is fucking hysterical. I'm sorry, guys. I, I can't make it's it. This is so some of the... Why isn't this funny? This is the uh, funniest tell, thing. Why it's funny. Okay, let me tell you what's not funny. What's not funny is what this is doing to somebody who we care deeply about on this podcast. Someone who we've always valued, whose who's, uh, who's words, thoughts, and opinions mean a great deal to us. The son of Herschel Walker, Christian Walker, is, <laughs> it, it, it is fucking going through it. Now, look, I joke. I joke. I do joke. But... As the son of a philandering father, God rest his soul, I know what revelations like this can do to people, what revelations like this can do to children and can do to families, okay? Love my dad to the ends of the earth. That's reality. So Christian Walker, I actually have a sore spot for him in this situation. And I understand why. People cannot understand why. We're going to give you the Christian Walker audio. He would do this when so much of his reputation is connected to his father and supporting his father and being in lockstep with the right. But there's a certain way that you can get injured, right? That you just have to let it out. This is Christian Walker right here. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I was silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies. When you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate all. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that. Conservatives. I know you just told, you know, you you, you told a different side of it. And I understand that. But I feel nothing for Christian Walker. I'm sorry. I knew it. I, knew it. I feel absolutely nothing. And the thing is, is I'm listening to what he just said. He might have been surprised by the abortion, but he seems to have known, as he stated multiple times in that audio we just heard, the liar that his father was. He knew that the man who was presenting himself to the state of Georgia and this country is not the man that he was behind closed doors. He admits that he stayed silent. You played into the lie. You were posting on social media. Rachel, it's his dad. 
You were posting on social media, happy Father's Day. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that he doesn't have to love his father. I'm not saying don't love your father. I'm not saying don't support. But he went out of his way to convince us that his father was a different man and that you should vote for him based on things that actually weren't who he was. He's admit this this would be totally different Mm -hmm. if he learned all these things in real time as we did. He was. no, he didn't. He said he was. He said he, he, he said, said there he's was known. He said he says he's known about some of the things, but he said what he thought what, what his dad was going to do was get out ahead of this stuff and talk about the fact that he had a bad past. And he said that he that he was told that that was going to happen. I can't believe I'm arguing for Christian Walker. He and said it didn't he happen. stayed silent. He said he stayed silent when they knew the type of then they knew that he was a certain type way. I think yeah. the only thing that he didn't know was the abortion, and that sent him over the edge, which was shocking. Right. You and yeah. it's and it's embarrassing to Christian Walker. And this is why I, I, I also feel he's so passionate about it and upset. He's been representing one thing and fighting for one thing. And then, yes, you look at your father, no matter what. M- most people look at their fathers as, as, a, as a hero figure. As sure. And so I'm and it's him being Herschel Walker and this star in the way that he was on and off the field. I'm sure that. To learn this about his father for something he wholeheartedly is against was shocking to him. And this was the one thing he didn't know. He probably thought he knew other things. He didn't know this. I get that. But I still don't feel sorry for for Christian Walker. See, this see, this is the this is the this is the thing. And this is, I think, another thing that kind of like the reason why I'm not super popular with our audience. You know, because very popular like i'm just a person so it I'm like i'm just a dude right and i have all of these i have all of these ideals and i get mad and all of these morals but at the same time like i look at people and like i empathize with him not just because it happened to me just because of course you're gonna try to support your father of course you're going to be in your dad's corner of course you might even tell a lie for your father or 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 try he, like he's he's trying to think of okay hold on for a second hold on for he a second. did more of, than that he didn't he did. stand you're for right, a Rachel. family photo he didn't stand for a family photo that's totally different if he stood but silenized that and said i'm going to be here to, to represent him in that way he went above and beyond i, I know because that's knowing what you do for family. so so rachel think about this Hold on, hold on. Think about who Christian Walker is. And you guys, Christian Walker's politics are repugnant. Christian <laughs> Walker's politics are repugnant. But think about who he is. He is a, I, to me, he makes a lot more sense now. The fact that he seems sometimes like irrational, the fact that he seems sometimes animated to the point that it's almost like off putting. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I get it. It's like the fact that he seems so completely unfeeling and shook. Like, there's a lot of trauma there, and I'm, I'm, there I'm is. As a, there's, there's a lot of trauma there. And he talked about the fact that there was violence, right? So he said that. Anyway, I read the tweets. He said that he threatened to kill, or there was violence, and his mother and him, his, his him and his mother had to move from the violence. When he got back into the limelight, you know, he was Herschel Walker's kid or whatever, and his father is now a politician, he's probably going so extra 
I get to try that. to be connected to his dad, right? The daddy always wanted. Yeah, like the I dad. And, and look, and Herschel had been around because we covered it. The, Herschel would pop up when it was convenient, right? But he mm-hmm. probably was reaching out to him. So when I saw this, I go, oh, I mean, he, he's disgusting, but it kind of makes sense a little bit to me now. Not that I'm... Can it? I'm not gonna, yeah. Can I just it, got, I got daddy issues. I, I just got a soft spot for people who got daddy issues. Man. I think everything <laughs> you're saying makes sense. Right. But can it make sense and still not be okay? It, the only re okay, yeah. The only okay. way I would, I would say, but... It you can understand. Okay. It, you can understand the reasoning behind the madness, and it still not be okay. I'm gonna be real. I think it's okay to lie for your family. I do. There's a, no, 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 no. I think that I think it's okay to lie. If there are two people, I would I'm expect Crystal Lathan and Ebony Lathan, and I expect them to. I think I expect them to lie for me. I think it's okay not, to, to show that expect, type of loyalty to your family. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with that. I'm sure I've lied for my family a time or two or three. <laughs> like, I'm sure right. I have. I'm not against that. He went above and beyond to me. And so that's all I'm saying. I am not saying you don't lie for your family because I'm like down for the family hard. I get that. And for most of my friends. Yeah. Oh, so, so but, uh, Right. Go ahead. Oh, wait, yeah. go ahead. Well, no, what I was going to say, I was going to change it a little bit because when you were talking and you were saying how funny this story is to you. I w- and I was like, I don't think it's funny. It's not even the Christian Walker part of it. Like, that's not even it for me. It's just this whole election that's happening going down in Georgia, this for this seat in the Senate, looking at this whole thing and the candidate that is up against Reverend Warnock, as in Herschel Walker, And the way that the party is handling it, I really think people are going to look at this, this particular race, and it's either going to make people so disenchanted with politics because there seems to be no morals, no values, no intelligence behind fighting for Herschel Walker, like supporting him to take that seat, or people are going to be so irate at the fact that they are acting that way, that it will push them to vote. I just look at this whole, I saw the woman who was like, I don't care if Herschel Walker is going to abort baby eagles. I want power in the Senate. And if that's your school of, of thought, it's, I mean, maybe things were always this way. Just now it's just people just really don't care. And it's just so extreme. Just the fact that everything that Herschel Walker has stood for is a lie. It's like the only thing that is the truth is that he has children, he's black and he played football. Everything he said about himself has, has been a lie. Family man, abortion, um, working with the police, things that he's owned, like being a businessman, everything he stood on to represent himself, to be this, the next Senator of the state has been a complete lie. Yet mm-hmm. people do and the Republican Party don't care because they know that he will be their Sambo shucking and jiving for them in the Senate to vote whichever way that they want. And to me, it's so infuriating to watch how people just don't care at all that I can either see you being disenchanted or being angered when it comes to voting. So you're either not going to vote at all or, you, or you're going to be so mad it's going to force you to vote. And I know... 
like maybe I'm beating a dead horse. We talked about this before, but when I with when this came out and I was seeing how people responded to it, it's sickening to me. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you why I it's funny. Like, don't even want to care. Let me tell you why it's funny to me. Number one, I don't know that Herschel Walker remembers that he fucked these women. I think he forgot. That's not funny. I, that's hysterical. If he has CTE, this if he has CTE, which, this, we, which we think he does, this, this, it's not this, funny. This, this mumbling idiot, and that's what he is, this mumbling idiot is up there doing all of this. It's just funny. The irony of all of this is hysterical. The other part of it, I can't get, look, let me let, let me take this. It's funny because it's so obvious. It's like something out of a movie. It's just a hysterical situation. Every time a woman there goes, yeah. There will be one. Every time, every time a woman goes, yeah, I fucked him. I had this baby. Like, it just keeps getting worse. It's like, fucked him. I had his baby. <laughs> then he's like, nah. Then he's like, yeah, I did. And then it's like, I fucked him. I had his baby. And I had, I fucked him again. And I had an abortion for him. And he's like, no. I don't know. Oh, yes, you do. You had a kid. It's just the 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 hypocrisy is hilarious to me. There's, there's something else. I'm not sure if you're viewing politics in a 1990s, 2000 era lens, pre-Obama lens, but the Republicans have been blatant liars and hypocrites for six years now. And I, I know that. Think th- so what about this situation is any different? This is Trumpism at its finest, right? Trump is a guy who is accusing everybody of everything, but then goes and does it, right? Hillary's emails, he steals classified materials. All of this stuff, this is just where we are. And if people are either sad or irate, then they're not paying attention. See, the Republicans know what they want. They want power, and they don't care who the person is that gives it to them. That is the point in American politics that we are at. It used to be that for what for a reason, even if it was just for appearances, that you couldn't do that, right? Like, even if it was just appearances. But you know who dictated that? It wasn't the politicians. It was the constituents. The constituents would be so disappointed in you that they would turn on you if you had a scandal. The constituents would be so disappointed on you that they would turn on you if they found an obvious contradiction to who you were. The constituents would do that. Tell you why that changed. They elected a nigga as the president. They elected a nigga as the president and they said, we don't give a fuck who you are. Like, we don't give a shit what you do. Just don't give us that. And yeah. since then, they have elected the the biggest megalomaniac. Herschel Walker is a walk in the fucking park compared to Donald Trump. Like a walk in the fucking park. So anybody now who is like all thrown off at what's going on, this is where we are, baby. Well, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything that you just said. Obviously, I know that it's changed over the last six years. I think everybody recognized Trump for Trump and what he was. People have also said, I'm a Republican and I'm not MAGA. There's also been a separation in some sorts from I'm not an extremist, like those people who are still flying flags and wearing t-shirts and Trumps. I'm a Republican. I've got these morals. I've got these values. I'm a Christian, all these things. So you would think that 
when you have somebody like Herschel Walker come through, I'm not talking about a DeSantis who was already in office. I'm not talking about Greg Abbott. I'm not talking about Holly. I'm not talking about these people who are already there. Somebody who is running, who when you had choices as to who could be representing you in the Senate, I would just think that you wouldn't stoop this low. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that. I don't I'm not know saying- what the hell you're watching. What show are you watching? I you're going to turn to the right channel, Rachel. They don't give I, a fuck. I do know you they don't give do a fuck. I know that. Do you, do, you do you understand that Marjorie Taylor Greene just said that, <laughs> that Ketanji Brown Jackson is a communist that seeks to give voting rights to minorities? What a terrible thing. Like, we have people... Like Matt Gates is under investigation. I know tra- all of like, this. What do you like? I know you know, know. So I'm trying to figure out what is. Like, I know, you know all of this, but I guess I'm looking at people who are already in office when the shit was going on. This man is not even in office, and you're still. I know they will control the seat. You could have had other options. I guess I'm just like. The, again, I guess I'm just thinking those people are already in office, right? When the Trump thing was going on, people are going to stand beside these people. They were already elected officials. That's not the case with Herschel Walker. Yeah. I guess I'm just, I guess they're just in too deep at this point. Midterms are in less than a month. They're just like, fuck it. We got to say, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. The Herschel Walker. I I, I understand. Really, it's not that I don't recognize what's been going down. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Let me ask, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that the Republicans would nominate for the Senate and support a candidate who killed an entire litter of puppies? Oh, God. They are. Dr. <laughs> Mehmet Oz, the GOP Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, was once a principal investigator at a Columbia University lab and, as reported by Jezebel on Monday, conducted research that led to the deaths of 329 dogs. (laughs) Yo, man. An entire litter of puppies. Uh, Catherine Del Orto, this was in the early 2000s, says that a dog experimented on by Oz's team experienced lethargy, vomiting, paralysis, and kidney failure, but wasn't euthanized for a full two days. They tortured and killed the dog. She alleged... Other truly horrifying examples of gratuitously cruel treatment of dogs, including at least the one dog who was kept alive for a month for continued experimentation despite her unstable, painful condition, despite how the data from her continued experimentation was deemed unusable. Last but not least, a litter of puppies was killed by being injected with an intracardiac injection uh, of expired drugs surging to their hearts without any sedation. Upon being killed, the puppies were allegedly uh, allegedly left in a garbage bag with living puppies who were their litter mates. Point taken. You think that's going to change anything? He no, no, no. He, he, point t- your point is taken. It's Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's running as a Republican. In the state of Pennsylvania. Fetterman. Warnock. Fetterman. 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 (laughs) Warnock. 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 Let's take a break. 
Fat Joe. He was on The Breakfast Club and he was asked if he would stop using the dreaded N-word. Donnie, whenever I say N-word, I want you to go dun-dun-dun. The dreaded N-word. Shout out to my man, Paul. What did he say? This is what he said. Bro, the audio. First of all, my projects is 90%. I'll give you 80% black. Still. My grandmother's projects is 99.9% black. Be clear. It's a lot of uh, woke society or something going on these days and Twitter and all that. That um, I guess they don't understand where I come from, or where mm-hmm. I was born. I've been saying this thing in my DNA. It's hard, bro. No one's going to pressure Fat Joe into feeling or saying anything that he loves or he believes in. No one's ever going to do that. You get one life and ain't nobody going to try to tell me what to say, tell me what to do, tell me what to think. I mean, do I look like uh, a racist? Somebody's really mm-hmm. upset with me saying the N-word. What are you saying? I'm a, I'm a racist? racist? No, yeah. we're telling you that you can't fucking say it. Now, I didn't play the whole... I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I saw uh-huh. that. Did they challenge him? Did your friend say... Like, did they say you can't say it? Why why, why, why gotta be... Why, why y'all do that? Why is... Like, why, why my friend? Because every single time we discuss him on the podcast, you say, my good friend. I'm only yeah. saying what you say. You... That was done with the intention of shade. Did your friend challenge him? Your little friend. Did, did you? your friend say something? I don't know. I didn't did see your it. little friend. <laughs> did, see your, it. did your little friend? <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. Shout out, Charlemagne Dugard. Like, did any? I, my my question is: Did anybody sitting in that room tell him you can't say it? I feel like we talked about. I don't know if it was Big Pond or Fat Joe, and I was mm-hmm. shocked because I thought they were Afro Latinos. Mm-hmm. And you said, I don't remember which one we were talking about. You said they weren't. I saw a young picture of Fat Joe. He looked like Brian. Okay, if Brian was walking around here saying the N-word, I don't care how many black people, I don't care that you're married to a black woman, I don't care that you have black kids, I don't care that you have, you you grew up in a 99% black neighborhood, growing up in an environment doesn't make you black. Well, I mean, according to Van, if you feel that way, so maybe he, you have a totally different take on this, because... Maybe maybe you have, because maybe Rachel Dolezal would be in, uh, allowed to say it, you know, according to the way that you talk. But I don't care. Cheap shot. What, Cheap what, shot. I don't care what your environment is. He said, he said the N-word. Audio. Say, play it, Donnie. Roll the tape. And I'm born, blonde hair, green eyes. She brings me the shit crazy, Mm -hmm. right? She brings me there. The first thing they go, look. Oh, look at this little nigga, Joey. He got green eyes. Mm -hmm. The minute I'm walking, the guys from the building is like, yo, look at that little nigga, Joey. Little fat Joey. That's all I knew my whole life Mm -hmm. before even elementary. Your friend said, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? See what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Like, you you know, you know, you know, it's funny. I don't get on people about their associations and any of that. Let's go. (laughs) I don't get on people about their associations or anything like that. Look, I could say you don't want to have a friend off Rachel. Oh, I'm just joking. Uh, But no, look, so here's the deal. Um, 
uh, this is what I'll say. It does. Fat Joe is wrong for using the N word. Fat Joe is failing uh, hip hop culture. Fat Joe is failing. Forget about hip hop culture. Fat Joe is failing black people by using the N word. Yes. Yes. He is. Love Fat Joe. Love the music. Um, He's been doing this for a very long time. Very long time. As long as I've been listening to Fat Joe and them, they've always used the N word. Right. Um, I think we were all under the impression that there was some blackness up in there, but I think we're more educated. I think Fat Joe uh, and people like Fat Joe probably don't understand that we is, we know more now than we did then. We know more now. We know more mm-hmm. now about uh, the diaspora, about what blackness is. Uh, we've had more conversations about what it means to be black and what links us and what doesn't, right? Uh, we know more about uh, cultural standards. We've had these conversations. We can have them every single day. And so now I think there are a lot of people out there who uh, are setting very, very strict guidelines on who should be able to say what and who should be able to say uh, uh, the N-word, right? Um, and if we continue yes. to use the N-word, and I use the N-word all the time, then what we're essentially saying is that like, who... <laughs> What it means to say the N-word is who do we know is not using the N-word in a racial, uh, in, in racially incendiary way? And the only people that you could really trust that aren't using the N-word to disparage you and for it to come out of their mouth in, a dis, in an incendiary way are really other black people. And they might, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't make any really, really real sense. So that flare up that you feel when someone uses that word towards you, you're asking someone that you share your community with to participate in your self care, and in, in in who you are by not using it. And what we have is like somebody like Fat Joe who's saying that his lived experience uh, from growing up in the one part of New York where he grew up, uh, where people say it all the time, is more important than ours. And I can understand why he's why he thinks that because everyone thinks that their experience is more important than everybody else's. Actually, to me, being an evolved, uh, being a productive, being uh, um, uh, a sensitive member of society is realizing that your lived experience can't dictate everything that goes on in the society that you share with others in the community that you share with others right we do this in my house we do this on my block we do this here so that means it's good everywhere and if you have people telling you we're not with that if you care about them more than you care about yourself then you wouldn't do it and so to me what i heard from him what fight joe essentially said was fuck y'all niggas and the reality And the reality, look, and look, man, I'm not here. I love all that Fat Joe has contributed to the community. To, to, excuse me, all that Fat Joe has contributed to hip-hop culture. Fat Joe a legend. He a legend. But I think he owes a little bit more than that. That's just to me. To be that dismissive and to do it like that, I think he owes a little bit more than that. I I, I think... You just hit the nail on the head about caring. I just don't understand how out of one breath you can talk about how you grew up in a 99% black neighborhood. So you're saying it's a part of you. You get it. You were with, you were one with these people. And then on the other hand, not understand 
or listen or even try to when they're telling you that it's offensive and it's and it's hurtful or explain why we don't want you to use that word. I don't understand how you can be both. And it's just an extremely selfish act. And you can sit in a room with black people and still shout out the word. One, they didn't, it's, it seems like they didn't check him on it but also feel comfortable enough doing that when you know people are coming at you because they're a part of the woke culture, which is what he said. I don't know if he said it in that clip, but he said it in another clip. They're not coming at you for that, but because you're so selfish and in your own headspace, you're not even trying to hear what people are saying. And I just don't appreciate you talking out of both sides of your mouth when it comes to that. All right. So we're getting close to midterms. As we know, we've talked about it at great lengths on this podcast. And that's usually when people start encouraging people to rock the vote, to get out there and vote. And people like to get creative in encouraging the next generation to um, get out and vote, use your vote, register to vote, all of that. I don't know if you heard this, Van, but Donnie, can you roll this audio? It's voting season, bruh. No voting, no loving. No voting, no touch. No voting, no nothing. Um, (laughs) Okay, that was Saucy Santana And that was Trina That's their new voting anthem It's a part of the BLK dating app You just heard it You you were feeling it But a lot of people on social media Had mixed reactions Some were in support of it And some were upset about it Your thoughts It's a message song How can you be mad That's how I feel it's a message song. You want people to vote. You want people to get out there and do it. Um, there was this. There was this. Uh, this movie called A Miami Tale. It was a Miami Tale, and there was also Chirac. It's a, uh, it's a remake of a of a Greek play where the women stop having sex with the men until they stop fighting. I can't remember the name of the the, the Greek work. Um, and so you know, I always wonder would that work? Would 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 hold? Was using sex as a weapon make people change? What a change. How are you gonna know if somebody voted? Are you gonna cause if it if it just becomes like a if it just becomes if you have one of those I voted stickers and then people will have sex with you, yeah. I'm gonna start bootlegging them. I voted stickers and selling them. People who didn't vote, because there's no way to know. I think it's a good message. I think sometimes obviously you need to put the medicine in the in, in the the medicine in the sugar, medicine in the candy. And it's a fun song. I it, you know, they hit that booty and all of that stuff it's fine it's fine everybody lighten up lighten the fuck up like it, it, i know that i know that we i know that we live in a really serious time but i know y'all niggas don't be thinking about that when y'all like eating a piece of pizza i know y'all don't be just eating a piece of pizza crying thinking god damn man shit is really fucked up out here just eat the pizza pizza like have a fun time they're trying to do something good why when you know that the intent is civic engagement why would you be against it yeah, that's how I feel. I think it's uh, people don't like necessarily the messenger in this. Who, or maybe with some of them. 
Yeah, I think that's why people are being like that. And I think it's, you know, I'm not even I'm not even the biggest or a Saucy Santana fan, but I like that they're using him to get people out here to vote. He obviously has a lot of influence. People are big fans of him. It the song, I mean, we were both bobbing to it. So I don't yeah. I don't understand what the problem is. If you want people to get out and vote and this is gonna get them to do it, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Um it, it it's 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 tough. It's uh it, it it's tough that people are wound up. It's it's like things are going both ways. People are freer than they've ever been, but people are wound as wound up as they've ever been. It seems like I don't know. It, it's it's hard to get a gauge and a consensus on anything because there's so many opinions. So I, I don't think this is that big of a deal. If you want to make a song, they did this before. Get up on the polls. Whatever you gotta do to get people out there. Yeah. Go vote. Um, is there anybody who could make? A voting song that you think would actually sway people to vote. If Rihanna made a, uh, come here, rude boy, boy, I want your vote. Come here, rude boy, I think, boy, I really want I think your it vote. Has to be more than that. Like if Rihanna was like made that song and offered free tickets, you know, the first so and so people that register, that you register, you can't. It would that. have to be like that. Beyonce first, first few people get oh, register, four CDs. Yeah. You know, what I said register, yeah, register to vote. If it was like that, I think mm-hmm. people would absolutely do it she got to tie yeah. something else to it yeah uh otherwise they gonna rock your song for free huh. donnie do it okay. wait a minute i thought we were moving on to <laughs> wait a minute california mountain lion sightings are on the rise a popular central coast central cursed a popular central coast urban hiking destination was shut down over the weekend amid numerous mountain lion sightings. Okay. California wildlife experts say that the spate of recent encounters represents just a fraction of the animal's current activity. Mountain lion is used in the wildland area that borders San Luis, San Luis Obispo. Beautiful. It's densely populated corridor and highway 101 as a thoroughfare of their own to get less densely populated areas to search for food and water. And it become it could become indicative of the animal's careful movements through the state's many urban wildland areas. Mountain lion here have pretty wide <laughs> regions, but their habitat is splintered by urbanization. A spokesperson for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife told SF Gate. But it's often going from one patch of suitable habitat to another patch of suitable habitat that we now see cross through neighborhoods and the urban edges of community. So let me tell you guys something right now. I need the help of the Thought Wars. I am going to start an initiative for Mountain Lion. I'm going to start it. Awareness. Because I think this is fucked. This is really fucked. This started off as me warning you about Mountain Lion. But now I have become a complete fool for the animal. All animals. <laughs> I, 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 I'm serious. Not a fool. All, I'm a complete court jester for animals. As I'm, I'm in here. I'm animal crazy. I was watching Yellowstone last night and they killed a bear in the movie. And I was so fucking pissed at Rip. I'm like, yo, why should you get to kill the bear? You're in the bear's house. It's nuts. So to me personally, right now, I care about these beautiful animals. Cute. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna 
inundate you, Rachel, with cute videos no. of baby mountain lions till you see how majestic these animals are and how necessary they are to the habitat. Wolves, mountain lions, bears, all of these animals. I'm into oh. American animals. I'm into American animals. All animals. Eagles. I'm an American animal. America. Animals that you can find here. <laughs> I'm into them, right? It's unfair how we are encroaching upon their habitat. When is this going to stop? We need to be more mindful of the symbiotic nature that we should have with wildlife. I'm 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 not even joking. This is Listen, not a joke anymore. I'm sad I, for mountain lion. I think that they should have a protected space, like a protected area that we are not allowed to build on that they can roam free. I I would support that. You don't bother us. We don't bother you. You know, you know who needs to put. You know who needs to protect its space. We need to protect the mountain lion from the human. We think we're protecting the human from the mountain just, lion. Yeah. No, we need to give. This is it. No more. No more subdivisions. No more. Either you got a house or you don't. You know? <laughs> Man. Okay. No more subdivisions. I'm well, serious. Look, because they're already they're already people that need housing. We need to figure them out and figure out what we're going to do. There's so many problems. And all they want to do is build more McMansions and crazy fuck up the environment. I'm sick. I'm really getting to the point where I'm I'm on the you're side of animals. No, no, no. You're there. You're not, it's not. You're getting to the point. You're there. And we look for. He's wiping his face, y'all. He's wiping the sweat. He got hot. I'm pissed. <laughs> Listen. Listen, we look forward to hearing your initiative and and, stop and eating meat. supporting it. I'm gonna stop eating meat. I'm I don't think it's right what we're doing. I said they should have a protected space. I don't think you're gonna give up meat. I think that's a nice gesture. Why don't you think about the initiative for some time? You're a little angry right now. You're speaking out of out of emotion. Yeah. We'll just we'll we'll circle back here next week. Tiny remind us, and we look forward to hearing about Van's initiative. It was Bozeman's birthday. I'm gonna work with people. Watch. When's Bozeman's birthday? It was yesterday, and he's a beautiful animal. And fucking Doctor Oz, if he ever looks at my dog, I'll kick him in his fucking face. Fuck Dr. Oz up if he ever comes near my dog. My dog is a beautiful animal, and his animals out here. So y'all can have Disneyland. I, look, I'm cool with everything. I know, I, I know that, <laughs> I know that we need stuff, but we got enough stuff, man. I'm telling you, we got enough stuff. We gotta be down with the animals. I'm going to Yellowstone this summer. I'm just gonna watch. Age your world. I'm just gonna watch. I'm gonna stay in the cabin so and if, watch. So if a bear comes, you're walking around watching. The mm-hmm. animals and their natural habitat. You're in their home, their mm-hmm. space, and you're walking on the road and there's a bear. Okay. What you going to do? The I bears are myself, coming at you. I give myself up to the bear. <laughs> okay. Re- what was it? Reverend? What was it? Yeah. What was it the, Reven- the Revenant. The no, I'll go out there. I'll go out there in full body armor is what I'll do. Just be clanking on, like Iron Man suit. I don't know. I want to experience yeah. the animal, but I don't want to encroach upon the animal. I want to see a fucking moose. I want to see a bison. Go to which yeah. white? How about this? Commit to it, Brian, Rachel, Van, Committed. Kalika, Committed. Yellowstone, 
the trip. Done. You're gonna you're gonna come back. I love nature. Lion. I don't know. Like I spent my summers on a farm. I like that's my dad grew up that way. So I I really do love animals, but you know, maybe not as passionate as you about the mountain lion. Donnie, can you play the mailbag song? Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right. Uh, the first question is coming from Fantastic Leather 29 on Reddit. They ask, what's the last good book you read and the next one <sighs> you're looking at reading? The last good book I read was the third fucking reconstruction you by already Neil Joseph. It? Yeah, he sent me, he gave me one. Yeah, but you already read it. That's the, yeah. I have got to make more time to read. What's the one you're looking forward to reading next? Second part of the question. Actually, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a book. I need a. I need a book for the fall. I, I normally get more reading done during the summer. I need a book for the fall though. Peniel Joseph's book is amazing. We need to have him on the podcast. It's fantastic. I, I yeah, I need to read it, but. It takes me forever. I like, cannot make time out of my day to sit and read. I've been reading this book, this novel. This was recommended to me by Tracy Thomas, Stacks Podcast. Seven Days in June. It's a novel. She gave me tips on how to get back into reading. And my schedule is so crazy. I just haven't been making uh-huh. that time to read. So this is, I'm still currently in this book. And Van, you will appreciate this. The book that uh-huh. I'm looking forward to reading next that I just bought. The Sword and the Shield. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's, After you finish it, we should looking, have Peniel on. This is what I'm looking forward to reading. I, I It's yeah. going to take me some time to do this. And what is it? The third construction? The third reconstruction. reconstruction. Read, read the reconstruction. sword and the shield first. I know. So this is yeah. this is what I'm looking forward to reading next. Came yeah. in. It's great. Let's read books. I'm pissed about the goddamn animals. What's the next one? All right. If it's uh, an animal question, skip over it. It's you not, can't take anymore. No more animal questions. Uh, Mark Turntables on Reddit asks... So this is like a two-parter. Once for Rachel, once for Van. Since Rachel wants to get in with the rewatchables crew, what movie would what movie would she come on for as an expert besides Boomerang? And I've uh, never... oh, no, go no, ahead. go ahead. You can answer that one. Then I'll ask well, Van after you answer. I've never felt so left out. Right? They won't. I keep. They won't let me come in. They won't let me play. I saw they did Pitch Perfect the other day. I could have done Pitch Perfect. I could have done that movie. I guess I'd want to do Legends of the Fall. I don't know if they've oh, done that Jesus one. Jesus Christ, that's a good choice. I would love to do that movie. Um, or Soul Food. Have y'all done Soul Food? <laughs> Soul Food's going to be a tough... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So here's the thing about Soul Food. I'm, I wonder if... So, so let's say... But you know what? You can't put it past these guys. These guys watch all the movies. And and Bill loves black movies. He does. <laughs> he loves black movies. So I, I I wonder if everyone in a Rewatchables crew, I'm talking about CR, Bill, Sean, Amanda, Mal. I'm wondering if Rosillo, I wonder if all of these people, I wonder if they've seen and really appreciate soul food. I would say they probably have. Soul food was an important movie. They probably have. They probably have. But soul food, me, you, 
me, so this is the soul food. It's like we're gonna we're gonna black out the rewatchables. It's gonna be me. <laughs> we should do that. We're gonna black out the Let's, rewatchables. Should we do it during February? We'll do it during February. Jesus Christ. Now we really <laughs> Twitter gonna love this. You know <laughs> Twitter gonna love <laughs> Me, you, Waz, Logan, <laughs> Charles Holmes. We do like we do all of us. And you host it and we make Bill produce or something like that. You know, yeah. he's chime in whenever we, whenever. Like, but yeah, soul food. I don't know. But I want to do it. If we do soul food, I want it in person. Everybody's got to bring a dish to the to the. Like, we have to really get into it. We can't eat in there. We Why not? Eat. I eat in there. We can't eat in the in the podcast rooms. Well, I guess said who? Okay, home. we'll do. You know what? I like this idea. We'll do. This is a great idea. Thank this you. Is a, we bring. We, we're all bringing this. Thank we, you for the question. Mark turntables. <laughs> Hey, Mark turntables. Mark turntables used to be like when I was still looking at the Soulless Jackals. Mark turntables used to be getting at me. Well, I thank fuck, you, Mark. Mark turntables. Turntable. Really. When I'm not stressed out from work, I have good ideas. Good question, Mark turntables. All right, what's the next one? Well, the next one is a It's from Mark turntables. It's for you, Van. It's what movie do you think is essential for Rachel to watch <laughs> if she wants to become a film buff like yourself? I don't think there's one movie. I think there's one decade though. Um, the seventies. I don't think there's one movie. I think there's a the decade. 70s? The seventies. What's a what's a what's a big movie from the seventies? Uh, The Godfather. Oh, I I watched that. <laughs> I didn't like the ending. I watched. <laughs> I watched The Godfather. Okay. So Give the me 70s, another one. Roots. I saw Roots. Taxi Driver. I mean, they're all. First of all, the seventies has the French Connection. Like the the seventies has Dog Day Afternoon. Like the seventies is like fantastic filmmaking. Jaws. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw Jaws. Star Wars. A New Hope. Like Wait, all these movies. I watched the 70s. a really. My mom had me watch a really good movie with Richard Dreyfus that I think was from Close the Encounter 70s. of the uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where he's where he's looking for aliens. No, what the Goodbye Girl? The goodbye <laughs> Girl. Yeah, <laughs> my mom had me Close watch. My mom's very into movies like that, and so she she had she had me watch that when I was home last time. It's very yeah. Good. So the the seventies to me is the best decade of film, and you have to also remember Shaft, Superfly. You know what I mean? You had the black exploitation era. You had a lot of really the black exploitation era is that's no, important I'm just filmmaking. Thinking, no, I'm not laughing yeah. at that. When you said it, it just made me think of that scene from that movie where he was possessed with that demon. That's what I always think what of. Are you remember, talking about? remember the movie we had him on Winter. Um, Oh shit! You talking about JD's revenge? JD's revenge. talking about JD's revenge. Donnie, Donnie, yeah. real quick, real quick, bring up that clip from JD's revenge. Yeah, I was already planning it. <laughs> when, I'm not laughing at black exploitation. I'm laughing because that's that's what I think about. Uh, what you doing back so soon, baby? You got some money with you, don't you, bitch? No, no. Yeah, you got some out there with you, and I'm gonna kick the son of bitches' ass. Yeah, that's right. I fucked your woman. <laughs> Sucker. Motherfucker, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna rip your ass apart. 
nigga's crazy. Glenn Turman, man. <laughs> That's the shit is the fucking shit. J- JD was fucking going nuts in that bitch. But yeah, <laughs> but li- literally though, the, the 70s is great. So I would okay. say, so look, so look, so you got Cuckoo's Nest, Chinatown, you have to see. Um, Cuckoo's Nest, I saw. Okay, Cuckoo's Nest, you saw. Yeah, The Exorcist, I'm sure you've seen. Yes, I have. A Clockwork Orange, have you seen? What was it? A Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork. No. So movies I know you haven't seen. This is the one that I said. Watch A Clockwork Orange. It's very, very freaky. It'll be a, like a like it's like a weird movie, Stanley Kubrick. But you and Brian will get into it. It's so weird. It's like a moving art piece of violence and craziness. Um, okay. And then, have you seen The Deer Hunter? No. You should watch that movie. Now these are all very white movies. It was a white movie situation, right? Deer. But also watch Coco. Uh, 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 watch Foxy Brown. Watch all of those. Watch Dolomite. Watch all of the movies. We I were still picking Dolomite. our way. Right. All right. That's no more. No more Melbag. That's it. I feel like we spent enough time on Melbag. I'm pissed. <laughs> Why? I'm just mad, oh, man. The animals. The animals. It's the not animals. even just the animals. Like you. All of this got me pissed. I'm pissed at Fat Joe. I'm pissed at uh, uh, like I, I just I'm pissed, man. I'm pissed at Herschel Walker. I'm pissed at Fat Joe. I'm pissed at fucking Doctor Oz killing. I'm just mad. You know what I need to do? I need to smoke some weed, which is now <laughs> on the road to being decriminalized. So I'm just mad. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed you tried to I'm play sorry. me about my friends. I'm so, whatever. I thought you tried, <laughs> you tried to come at me too. You tried to come. At me. What are we gonna do when he comes on this podcast? Who, Charlemagne? Yeah. I'll be all for you, baby. I'm gonna sit back and pop. You got a lot of I, you got you got I, a no. lot of people I, waiting to get at you on this shit. You do. Oh, really? Oh, you got a lot of people. Well, why don't you know how many people? You know how many people hit me up because I keep telling them when they come on, you're just gonna switch up anyway. Is that hey, true? listen, I've had things to say, but I really because you go straight into extra mode. No, it hasn't. No, there hasn't been an opportunity for me to like really. Go off with someone. I can't wait. Yeah, we we should a but, long but, you know list. Bring but, people we, on. But you know what? We're not a. We're not a. I'm not gonna bring people on so they can get at my co-host. What the fuck is this? Like, I, I'll get on them. I'm not, I'll get on I'm your. Okay. I'm okay. I'll be I, okay. Oh, I appreciate that, but I'll oh, be okay. I, oh, I know you'll be okay. Yeah, I know you. Oh, I know you. I know you'll be okay. But like, you know, people hit me up like, "Hey, man, I disagree, with Rachel. I want to say blah blah blah." I'm like, "Hey, bro, come, come you want to come? You want to have that. more? Okay, yeah." Oh, I'll bring them on. Have you in here talking to gang members? All right. Um, oh, is that who wants to talk to me? <laughs> different gang members here. Like, like I had a great time talking to glasses. Yeah. People were like some of the homies from the... You know what? You know what Glasses asked me before we go? Glasses <laughs> literally asked me. He's like, yo, Van, you think you're a cuck? I'm like, What? What? He's like cuck. Like you think you will enjoy like watching somebody smash a girl. And I'm like, what? Oh. He's like, me and the homies were having a conversation. We want someone them thought that maybe you, maybe you're a cuck. I'm like, if you don't get the <laughs> what the fuck? Because I'm too, I'm too, I'm too fucking like liberal, sexually liberal, and I don't care what you do with your body and all of it that. It was, but it he, was the temptation conversation that really got him messed up. Probably so. It's like, is man a cuck? All right, we got That's it. Uh, tell you thing caps off with do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel and Lindsay. Bye, guys.